Hello everyone and welcome to episode 189 of MMT Millennial Movie Talk, a movie and TV show podcast with your friends from down here in South Australia. I'm one of your hosts, Brayden, joined as always by the wonderful Alex. Hi, I'm Alex, that's Brayden. The wonderful Michael. Hello. Michael. Michael. And the wonderful Christian. Hello. Down in the corner there. How are we all doing this week? I'm good. I'm pretty sad. Why's that? Why? Oh, I'm I'm pretty sad because of an incredible episode of television that just released yesterday. Why you cry? And everyone I have talked to has just been a mess ever since. We are everyone you've talked to talking about uh, the Last of Us on HBO, the video game adaptation. Basically, every week of this show coming out, we've been talking about it, so mm-hmm. uh, you should be used to this by now. Um, we've been enjoying it so far. It's been good. Have yeah. I just dropped out, or has my camera dropped no. out? Just no, that's my bad, and now, I'm, and now I've, I've been too slow to do anything about it. Classic. Okay, that's fine. You and Michael both just decided to drop out. That's cool. Anyway, thank you yeah. all for watching the show tonight, everyone. <laughs> we hope you enjoy the rest of the thing we're doing. There you go. <laughs> There we well, go. You know how it is. We don't hide anything here at Millennial Movie Talk. Everyone's along, <laughs> our mistakes, along for the we ride. We wear our mistakes. Yeah. You're here for our faults and you're here for our best. Yeah. If, if you're new to the program, um, this is... If, you, if you're here for our faults, you're more satisfied than the people <laughs> who are here for our best. Yeah. Yeah. You've, yep. uh, you've got a lot more content to enjoy. Um, but yeah, The Last Brilliant. of Us. Oh boy. Uh, this was a sad one. Uh, and beautiful... And incredibly well produced and well everything. Come on, Brayden, don't say that. And well acted. My God. Nick Offerman coming out here as Bill. Nick Offerman can act. Why were people shocked Nick Offerman can act? It's always that thing. Like, people cast comedy actors in sad stuff. Yeah. And they fucking crush it. It was a very sad episode. But before we got to the sad stuff, you know, we opened up with, you know, uh, uh, our favorite duo, Joe and Ellie, walking around town. Yep. Kind of bonding as we really want to see him. Learning a little bit more about, yeah, like, how things went down on yeah. basically D-Day. Personally, mm-hmm. I'm feeling so much more of an Ellie presence now that we've got, like, more of the conversation going on and her kind of being herself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm really feeling that. That. Uh, reminiscence from the games. I'm loving it. It's good. Yeah, it's very much like the first game very much like feels like because obviously you're playing as him like it feels like the story is revolving around Joel but then with getting part two and now getting the TV show it really feels like they're focusing in on giving you a lot more of Ellie so that way you know that this is her story and, yeah. and, then, and and Pedro's fucking killing it. Bella's fucking killing it. Um, they're, they're, everyone, uh, wh- whoever played Frank was uh, heartbreakingly great at their role. Well, um, we never properly got Frank in the games. We yeah. Just kind of, no, we, we didn't. Just kind of saw, we kind of just saw Frank dangling there. Yeah, you saw, a, you saw a body and you got some little journal notes and stuff and that was about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got an entire episode of television, and it was incredibly done. Something uh, you'd say they they took quite a risk. Like uh, this is the first big divergence from the game plot. Yep. And also, I'd say taking a risk and taking the show in another direction. Fantastic episode. I think everyone was pleasantly surprised, surprised as well as absolutely dead inside. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. But, but oh, what fantastic television this episode was! Like seriously, yeah. yeah. So From moment to moment was just wonderful because I was sitting there watching it with my dad, me having played the game, and my dad having no clue, and me sitting there then going, "Oh my god, what is happening? Like we're gonna get everything. This is incredible!" Like loving all it the was, new stuff. It was very refreshing, wasn't it? Yes, very. Yeah, exactly. It's like another, just another side of the world that we're diving into, showing us this, how this small town, this, this tiny little life that's been lived, you know, over 20 yeah. years of, of Bill and Frank. 
Yeah. And and what a little piece of of the world it is. Like God. It yeah. was just it was just wonderful. It was just so well done. Um I am loving the fact that the show lets us be able to do this. Don't play this for too long, Alex. We will get copyright stricken. Yeah. Um, Not with any of the music. But uh yeah, it's uh I'm loving that they're we were starting to get like little bits of flashbacks with start of episode one and episode two. And then when we started to get into the flashback for episode three, and then it just kept going and was the whole episode almost. Um mm. I was floored. I absolutely love getting to see stuff from other perspectives that isn't just from following Joel and Ellie. I um, also thought it was a really interesting uh, character to explore with. Um, I'm just going to call him Ron Swanson because <laughs> that's who Nick Offerman played. But um, it's essentially the survivalist character. I feel like it's the person who a lot of us would be like, hey, in the zombie apocalypse, that's who I'll be. I'll be making a, a, yeah. a safe house and, you know, getting stuff going. And, and it's, it's this, this, this great view into this character who kind of, is thriving in the post-apocalyptic yeah, kind he of really, area. Yeah. He was not really, he he wasn't meant for just regular life. Yeah, it was someone that maybe, and then obviously exploring the sexuality aspect of it, he probably didn't mm. fit, maybe he didn't fit in um, to the yeah, actual Yeah, in this small world. town, still living in his mum's house. Exactly, it, and it's obviously something he's never explored. I feel like there's a lot of things like that which were written deep into this episode, which yeah. didn't need to be just like, Spilled, spelled out um and yeah just what a character to to watch to watch how yeah, my, he creates this little world for, this little home for himself uh and self-sustaining and yeah brilliant. my favorite thing about this episode is that all the people who apparently didn't pay attention to the game have now come out and be like oh my god they made bill gay <laughs> we should be like no 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 Bill, nah, bill's gay in the games yeah, yeah you definitely bet. uh they they clearly didn't read anything in the game <laughs> No, yeah. so there's a lot, obviously the notes in the game, and there, there is a, like a suicide note in the game from Frank, and it's yeah. very like on the tongue. Yeah, that yeah, they they're saying that they hate each other and and screw you, but it's it's clear yeah. that it's very much the opposite. And I love how that's been adapted for the show because, mm. like you know, uh, gay characters having tragic endings is incredibly cliche and overdone in pop culture. So getting this moment where it wasn't just tragic anymore, it was, it was this beautiful end mm. that like, it didn't leave you as like, oh, that's tragic for that one person. It's, oh no, mm. that's this experience that they had together. And I think uh, that people keep complaining that this one was like, we, they, it's almost an episode that we can, they're like, we can skip. It's like a bottle, bottle episode. No. In this yeah. Like a bottle. Town. Yeah. Like Stop it doesn't progress the, the story. Yeah. But like, but like we said, like the, the Chris said, the game had notes where you just go along and you would find notes from these people and you read their stories. They can't, you can't do that in the yeah, You can't just like have they, Ellie no. picking up show, random sorry. notes being and, and, like, and oh, just read notes out loud. Yeah. Like you can't just have them reading notes. It's like the way that's the way that the game gave us insight to what people's journeys, yeah. other people other than Joel and Ellie's because journeys were you're throughout given the show. Their perspectives. And, and and what they've done is they've taken they've taken a character who we all know from the game, and what they've done is they've just given us that, but with him, and they've worked it into the story that completely works in mm. terms of what he did for Joel in the game. Yeah, it's about saving them the car. How we bring Joel and Ellie into the into this uh into the lore yeah. was they read the note, but we as the audience saw the entire backstory. Whereas the, yeah. the player in the games would just get that note and they would have to yeah. create that. So it, it really did tie that tie us in, in that way where, where we got that deeper sense. So obviously we have, we've got Bill who's just living his best life. He's thriving. Like we said, yep. and then he comes across, he comes across Frank. Oh, bless. He stumbles into one of Bill's traps. Yeah, thank God he stumbled into the pit and not <laughs> into the shotgun against the tree. Right, like, like flamethrower spike. Oh my traps. God! Yeah, like he could have fallen into any of the other traps, yeah, and he, he would fell be into dead the as pit. disco. Oh. Here he is. Honestly, when he first and appeared, I thought it was Neil Gaiman. I thought it was Neil Gaiman. At, yeah, because that's what Neil Gaiman looks like. 
at one point at the dinner, I saw Jordan Peterson and I couldn't unsee Jordan <laughs> oh, Peterson. No. And then it got so emotional oh that I forgot. God, and then I, I got I got re-immersed. But for five minutes, I was just seeing Peterson. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Bless. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm going to uh, tick off the bucket list. Um, uh, watch the start of a gay sex scene with my dad. Um, <laughs> nice. Because I wasn't expecting that. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's a HBO show. And then yeah. they were actually quite tame. So I was surprised. Yeah, so we got we got to watch just Bill and Frank live their lives in the apocalypse. We've talked about what, fifteen years? Yeah. Fifteen yeah, years of them 15, together. And, and five you know, years of, of Bill. Seeing how right. they uh first meet and interact with Joel and Tess. Yeah. Like, oh, it was yeah, of course. fascinating. Um, so yeah. Murray Bartlett is the actor that played Frank. Have they been um, in anything else? He has. He's been in a few things, but nothing of note. I would okay. say uh, the White really? Lotus is a TV show he's part apparently of. Apparently, that's meant to be that's really. Big. Apparently, a very big show. Um, okay, well, that's the biggest thing. Everything else here is cool. Nothing. Nothing really sticking out. Good for them. Honestly, so there you go. Awesome. Mary Bartlett. And I'm pretty sure uh, Nick Offerman only did it because his wife encouraged him to do it. That's awesome. I, I'm like, I've never seen him play a vulnerable part like that. But I thought yeah. he did amazing. Uh, obviously, the scenes when he's first, him and Frank are first having this connection and this bond, and he's a bit awkward about it. It's, a, a, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And you like I said, see, we get to yeah. experience them meet Joel and, and Tess, as we can see here. And, mm. and it, see him let his guard down there as well. Yeah. Yeah. And and Whereas, in a way where he is very much on the same level as where Joel is. They're very much yes. they can they can respect one another sort of being in the same mindset. I thought of, that was excellent character acting when when Joel says get the gun out my face. Yeah. Um he, yeah. he clearly gains respect from the other yeah. side of the table cuz he goes, "Oh, well he's just as kind of threatened as I am. He's not like trying to yeah. Screw me. He's not trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my God, the, the aging down and aging up of, of all these actors. Oh, well done. So yeah, they, good. They, they, they really nail it throughout the show, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Like having, having them be younger and then having them be older in the same episode and it just working so cohesively and not sticking out like a sore, sore thumb. Like, I, I, I can't stress enough the quality of the acting when you are, catching little mannerisms in these characters and creating like and getting to know them rather than obviously sitting there thinking oh these this is scripted yeah this is a stereotype like there is a master level to that level of immersion where you're these people are people in your mind um especially when it's a famous actor like nick offerman as well am i saying his name right nick offerman nick offerman yeah you're nailing it there you go um how many episodes of this show we got nine Oh, cool. Okay, cool. So there's plenty more to come. Good. Yeah, so six left. That, that's, oh, I mean, that's good because from... we're like, what, like two or three hours into the game at this point? Yes. Yeah. All I know is well, that we... in the trailers, I've seen Riders in the Snow, and I know what part yeah. of the game that is. And Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're ready for Solo Ellie, but yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Oh, I can't <laughs> and wait to get that. <laughs> yeah. And they announced that uh, season two is happening. Are yeah, they, they did announce that. So uh, that's let's see if they go as faithful as they do with that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'll be fucking brutal, especially. Yeah. Um. So obviously, the biggest detour from the game. Spoilers for the game. Spoilers for the show. Sorry, Michael. Um, <laughs> is that you had a day? Both, you had one day. Both Bill and Frank uh die at the end of this episode. Yeah. Where we and we you know we never Bill. get. Yeah, we don't meet Bill with Joel and Ellie. We never get the Ellie and Bill interactions, which were which were a, a great part of the game. But they were good. I'm fun. I'm okay sacrificing that if what we got was this good. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I feel like a lot of people aren't focusing on. A lot of people are getting angry that they lost the Bill and Ellie interactions, and they changed that from the game. But they're not recognizing what the show did even better, which was yeah. Bill. <laughs> Um, and we we got so much great Ellie Joel the the music in the car, which yeah. we didn't really mention. But music the, the car, episode, Mortal Kombat the, two. The end of this episode, there was some big Joel Ellie moments. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, when I'm Joe finally, yeah, yeah. When when Joe finally just goes, we're doing this. We're take. We're like, this is the mission. Like, yep. show me your arm, and then you just like, yeah. And but we like, finally got them in their like the costumes that you know them for. Ellie, the Ellie's got her shirt on now. Yep. Um, another highlight was Nick Offerman eating the in the strawberries and doing the Ron Swanson giggle. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, great. Um, without a doubt, though, it's the most heartbreaking part is when, uh, you know, you know what? If we can go fifteen years and Nick Offerman only has to defend. His city once in fifteen yeah, years. Yeah, like that scene was probably the low light of the episode. It was yeah, it, it really d- like it almost doesn't fit. No, well, I, it, I mentioned it, to my so, friend where he's prepared enough to have flamethrowers, but then he's standing in the street, hit in the firing. in the middle of the street, hit yeah, firing. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that Nick that doesn't was a have bit an, silly. an Overwatch position where he's picking off these um, attackers or anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in return, I'll say I really enjoyed that Frank wasn't just cowering. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Frank came out there with his, his fucking gun as well. And so yeah, there Frank... you clearly see how Bill has influenced Frank as well. Ah, mm. yeah. All right. And of course, Frank with the ideas of like, why we don't have to live in a shithole just because we're not using these houses. Let's do them up and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. There was both of them completing each other. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. We love you. We love Frank. Ah. And then, obviously, they do the fake out where they try to make us think that we might have lost Bill. Whereas we cut, and we see that Frank's not going too good. Yeah, mm. bless. God, so, that was heartbreaking. Yeah, and then and then that final. Like, I'm I'm fully talking about it. Give a fuck. Um, yeah. The uh, dinner scene. Is, the dinner scene the dinner, was, was something. It's the dinner scene, and it's him explaining what he wants to do for the day. Yeah, yes, that, that morning tears. monologue yeah. and Nick Offerman's like we're gonna just pick on out the couch crying. Today, today's my last day. Oh, yeah, we're we're gonna pick out clothes. We're gonna get married. Yeah, getting oh man, and must be mentioned the absolute like just girth of acting <laughs> like in this like when they're at the dinner and they're getting closer and closer to the yeah, uh, yeah. the moment with the wine. You yeah. can see it. In his face, he's beginning to. Yeah. He's nervous. Uh, you can see it in in Frank, in in Nick. Uh, yeah, yeah. God, they're just. Oh man, what a friggin' beautiful show too. It, I just can't believe how how well acted it was. Yeah, it's. You can see the fear, but also yeah. the coming to terms with it. There, are, there are so many emotions at play and being displayed: happiness, fear, romance. Oh. And and I tell you what, you get the whole spectrum of emotions when you look at the nominations for the Oscars <laughs> for 2023. Alex, I think you've got these up. Amazing. This was some big oh, news. Are, we, are you just cutting straight? Oh, hang on. I wasn't finished talking about The Last of Us. We've been talking about it for t- almost 20 minutes. Well, c- well done. You can count. <laughs> continue, continue. Keep going. Like, what more have I, we got I to wanna... say? Uh, we've got the fact that... Like we didn't talk about, you know, Nick Hoffman just deciding to take the leap with him. Um, oh, yeah. You know, we're going out together. I don't know. That felt really abrupt, and I didn't enjoy how quickly I, you wanted to move on from this. I kind of um, saw that. I kind of saw that coming um, with Nick's decision. Yeah, same. But um, yeah. Um, but in terms of like, uh, you know, I love that they didn't show them at all very like, good call like, when it was getting yeah. the end there and it just ended yeah. on the open window yep yeah and the the message to joel as well my yeah. dad please, yes please my dad turned to me and said i was really worried that was going to end on the most horrific shot <laughs> yeah and yeah. then it's like yeah it's probably joel if they had done it i don't think they would have made it horrific or scary they would have had it no. be this beautiful moment no, of just these but, two but we didn't, still bodies. We didn't need to see it. But, no, I mean, don't see, it. we all saw it in our mind's eye. We all saw uh, Frank and Bill uh, embracing each other yeah. and, and fall yeah. asleep. Like, we, we, like they, they made us picture it, I would say. Yeah. And it's when they both drink it, they both chug it, and then Frank just goes, they're in the bottle, and, yeah, enough to kill a horse. Yeah. So he gave and, Frank extra, just to be sure. And, and when he says yeah. his purpose was... Uh, what is what does he say to Bill? I uh, know to Frank when he reveals that I'm satisfied, I'm happy. Yeah, it's yeah. just like it's it's I it's my time to go as well. Yeah, I've, I've, like I my... love Frank's line as well. 
because he says something along the lines what? of like, I, I shouldn't be okay with this, but it's but romantic. It's so romantic. <laughs> but it's really <laughs> yeah, romantic. Yeah, yeah, oh. I loved that. that was and that line just gave you just bleach. enough to break the tension, but to still yeah. be heartbreaking. Yeah. Bill's got, Bill's got an incredible line, and I just want to get it up quickly to see if, they, if someone's quoted it on the IMDb. Because, mm. oh, really? This episode's the lowest rated. Okay, whatever. What? It's because of the changes they made from the game. Uh, yeah. But her like, I was going to say, I was going to say, I'm going to say before, with any video game adaptation, you get the one, the one, the ones that are too diehard, like stuck to it. Yeah. I yeah. don't appreciate, like, the changes, like, obviously, like you're saying with notes and stuff, like, it's a lot easier in a game to read these notes. Whereas yeah. you might just have like a character reading these notes to tell the story. Oh, sorry, we, we made it so that you can't ignore the gay story going on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be it's, the same it's... with the DLC. They'll be like, oh, I didn't play the DLC. And then we'll get an episode which is the entirety of Left Behind. And yeah. they'll be like, oh, this fucking gay agenda bullshit. Now, just to um... Left Behind is the college or high school story with Ellie and her yeah. friend. Yeah. Yes. It's, and this it is shows what we're likely going to see flashbacks to. You yeah, know? that shows you how she got bitten. Yeah, okay. She's already she's already alluded to it by her going into talking about the mall. Yeah, going yeah. And, talking um, about the mall, and then also saying that she was alone. Like, was, yeah. but she said it in a way that was very like you're lying. I so like the line of they've definitely teased something with Ellie where it shows her rubbing her arm where the bite is. Yeah, um, in one of the trailers, I assume that's a flashback where she's gotten bitten and she's freaking out. Maybe so. Not. So the line that Bill says here is this isn't some tragic suicide at the end of the play. I'm old, I'm satisfied, and you were my purpose. Yeah. And then Frank mm. said, I don't support this. I should be furious, but from an objective point of view, it's incredibly romantic. Yeah. Take me to bed. Beautiful yep. writing. Yeah. Absolutely incredibly done. Yeah. Beautiful. So yeah, great, great episode. Well done, The Last of Us. You're nailing it. I don't care. What people were rating it, this was an incredible work and incredible piece of art, piece of media. Yeah. Um, yeah, fantastic. And uh and a lot of other creatives out there are saying that it's the best. It's, yeah. I, unfortunately yeah. there's a lot of people out there that aren't looking for an in depth show with real emotions and and things no, going they on. Want, Some they people want just want the the, the Zombies, action scenes the from The dead. Walking yeah. Dead. Yes, People just exactly. want the game, though, like, beat for beat the game, but in yeah. the show, where it's just like, how boring would that be? Just go play they, the game. To play the game. A they lot of, released yeah. the game three times. Yeah. I gotta say, when the game was getting raved about, there was the counterculture group that was like, it's a terrible game, why would you even play Last of Us? Yeah. So it, They're like, like oh, yeah. why would you even play it? It's like a movie. Obviously, anything that's mainstream and good is obviously bad, and people shouldn't like yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, well, people are crap. <laughs> Don't trust them. Bless. Well, let's hear how crap people are with the Oscar nominations. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Brian, thanks for bringing these up. Perfect. Ladies oh. and gentlemen, it's our favorite time of the year where my screen doesn't do its thing. Here we are. Look at that. Brain and Michael aren't even moving. Oh, my God. Here we go. There we go. Oh, Look at that. Now they're moving. Now my screen. If only this stuff worked, guys. This isn't my fault. This is the stream being terrible. Here we go. Look at that, the Oscars. There Here we, we go. Look at that. We're all having fun. It's can we get, a, can we get a little there. zoom in on that one there, Alex? Absolutely. I need you to enhance. <laughs> Is that enhanced enough? Uh, maybe a little bit further out. There, there we go. There you go. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, starting off, that's just going to roll through these Oscar nominations. Starting off, we have actor in a leading role. And we've got the, we got the nominees here. We've got uh, Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Insurance, uh, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul nice. Mascow for After Sun, and Bill Nye for Living. Never heard of those last two. <laughs> no. uh, this one was, was the one a lot of, Paul Mascow was the one that everyone wanted, like all the, I don't know, apparently After Sun's really good, and okay. it was like the, um, the indie favorite to get in, and people were just happy he got nominated. Cool, cool. Um, don't, I don't know about Bill Nye. No, I've, I've, I've heard After Sun, like, been talked about a few times, but not obviously. It's a three-person race at the moment between these three. Yeah. Um, Austin and Brendan probably a bit further than Colin, but from what I hear, Colin's just as in it as them. Good. Very nice. So it's it's a three-horse race there. Next up, actor in a supporting role, we have Brendan Gleeson for the Banshees of Insurance. 
Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway. Ooh. Judd Hirsch for his seven minutes in the Fablemans. <laughs> Barry Keoghan for the Banshees of Inishirin. Nice. And Kehi Kwan for everything, everywhere, all at once. Who now, I imagine. He's won, he's, he's won every other award. Yeah, I imagine he's, he's got yeah. this one. Which, you know, his acceptance speech is going to be the best thing in the world. Oh, Chris, yeah. you should watch everything, everywhere, all at once. I will. Wait, you still haven't? Stan keeps showing it to me. Is it Stan or is it Binge? Binge. One of them does. Ah, Binge as well, yeah. Yeah, Binge does. Yeah. Moving on. Actress in a leading role. Here we have Kate Blanchett, Matar. Hearing a lot about that. Hometown hero. Yeah. Uh, That's why I'm hearing a lot about it. (laughs) (laughs) We have Anna Darmas for Blonde, which everyone's mad about because apparently Blonde sucks. Yeah. anyone here? I did hear that when... It was coming out. That it yeah, I've never heard it? anything about it. I haven't seen Blonde. It's on Netflix. Uh, yeah, I keep going past it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, it, does, it pops <laughs> up every now and again. Yeah. Uh, we have Andrea Risen, Risenberry for To Leslie. This one's interesting. This was a completely, like, independently fund Ooh. campaign okay. to get her nominated. Cool. And now, we've, now they've realized that it was independently because all these famous actresses said you should nominate her for an Oscar. The Oscars went, okay. So now they're investigating it. Ooh. Oh, okay. So uh, Mich- yeah. Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. And uh, Michelle, yeah. Michelle Yeo for Everything Everywhere All At Once. Uh, and, Kate Blanchett's mean, winning it. I know you want Michelle Yeo to win it, but Kate Blanchett's winning it. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like that, that Tar's coming, like, swing it, like, coming out I want to see Tar. Against Everything Everywhere All At Once. Uh, up next. Actress in supporting role, Angela Bassett for Wakanda Forever. More than likely, we're going to get the first Marvel proper Oscar for acting. Which is the first time anyone. Wild. Yeah. I mean, they're not really prestigious movies. No, but, but Angela like. Angela Bassett fair. was really good in Wakanda Forever, and probably Marvel has its first Oscar nomination in acting ever. Yeah, which is nice. pretty big. Uh, next up, we've got Hong Chao for The Whale. Kerry Condon for the Banshees of Inishirin, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and <laughs> Stephanie Sue for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, Angela Bassett's got it in the bag. Yeah. Everything we hear. But Kerry Condon deserves it better. Oh. But Stephanie Sue deserves it too. Jamie Lee I was going to say, it's, Stephanie was excellent. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is just a bit of fun. Yeah. It, yeah. It, Jamie Lee Curtis it. isn't really like going out there trying to win an Oscar nah. for that performance. She's just having a great time. Uh, animated feature, we've got Del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh, this got is Marcel actually interesting. Sh- we've got, no, it's not. It's Del Toro's. It. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. Did any of us actually watch The Sea Beast at all? No. Is that on Sorry? Netflix? Netflix. Netflix. I just remember it popping up a bunch, and then it sort of disappeared, and I never mm. heard of it again. I never heard from mm. it again. Might give it a watch. Maybe. Anyway. I like uh, animated movies. Talk- are we going to st- skip all the costume and shit? Do you care about costume designs, do we? I'll just have a quick look and see what's there. Right. Cinematography, we've got All Quiet on the Western Front, nice. uh, Bardo, oh. Elvis, Empire of Light and Tar. Yep. Uh, no Top Gun Maverick, which is a crime. <laughs> Top Gun mm, Maverick was fair. getting nominated and was winning all the other cinematography awards and didn't wow. even get nominated. That wow. cinematographer had to check the weather reports. And yep. they had only... Yeah, chill. yeah I, I have some to map. on that one. That's a bit of a crime. Costume design, Babylon should win it. Black Panther probably will win it. Elvis might win it. Everything, everywhere, uh, all at once. Yep. Mrs. Mrs. Harris, Harris goes to Paris. <laughs> Mrs. Harris goes to um, nominated. Glad yeah, they Oscar got the nominee. Nom. Yeah. I don't Director. expect it to win. Director, uh, Marta Madown for Banshees of Inishirin. Everything, oh. everywhere, all at once. The Daniels. Yep. Spielberg for The Fablemans. Todd yep. Field for Tar. And Ruben Oslin for Triangle of Sadness. Yeah. And they're up against Spielberg. Documentary, That's we tough. don't care. Sorry, I'm skipping these. Yeah. We don't care about documentaries. Yeah. Oops. Uh, glad editing, to see a Banshee. musician's biopic in film editing. Well done. Yeah. Because that won't win. <laughs> uh, Banshees, editing, Elvis, everything everywhere, Tar, and Toka Maverick. We all know what we want feature. to win. This is a big mm-hmm. snub. I know we, no, we don't really care about international features, but Decisions to Leave wasn't on here, and that was like the favorite to win it. Ooh, it's a South it? Korean film from the guy that did um, Old Boy. Oh. 
I think all quiet. It's all in German. It's very, very good. Yeah, still worth a watch. Oh, oh, oh. everyone here still recommend the horrific harrowing tale. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris, you're gonna get excited a bit more because all quiet appears a lot on this list. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, makeup. Yeah. Makeup and hairstyling. All quiet in the Western Front. The Batman. Black Panther, Elvis, and the whale. Oh. They're probably going to give it to the whale. If you yeah. saw some of the weathering and the dirt and some of the depictions of men in All Quiet, you would understand that. Yeah. Chris, Chris, did you like the score in All Quiet? Because it's got no name for score as well. <laughs> yeah, Musical yeah score. I can also see that. The music oh. was a big part of it. It's going to lose, though. Babylon. Because Babylon's gonna there. It is going to lose. No joke. Uh, Ever since Alex played it to me last week, I've been playing it to every other person I know. And I even played a bit of it, like while I was working at Greenlight, and it's I play just it when a I drive. jam. Um, all right, so Banshees as well, everything, everywhere, and the Fablemans. Yep, original song. We've got applause from Tell It Like a War. No clue. Hold my hand from Top Gun. Lift me up from Black Panther. Nazi Nazi from Triple uh, 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 which is gonna <laughs> win. And um, this is a this is a life from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Best picture. Or Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water. Jesus Christ. The Banshees of Inishirin, Every Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Toka Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. God, is it normally this many? Yeah, yeah. They, they, the yeah. last two years have been 10. God. And it, it, the winner is Top Gun Maverick, everyone. I think it's got a really good chance <laughs> yeah. because... I'll tell you how it works. Much like Australian politics, the Oscars for Best Picture works as preferential voting. Mm. So we think what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to put Banshees and Everywhere as one. They're going to split the votes for one in between Banshees and Everywhere. Yep. And Tucker Maverick is going to take a lot of the two, three, yep. two and three votes. Yeah. Yep. It's not everyone's yeah, number yeah. one, but it's up there for everyone. Yeah. yeah so which fair. really might push it. God, can you so, imagine? Yeah. Oh, I would love it to win. I personally think either the Fablemans or Everywhere probably will win. Can or you Banshees. just imagine like someone announcing Top Gun, Maverick, and then pew, 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 it's going to be sick. <laughs> and guess, who, and guess <laughs> who gets to go on stage because he's a producer? Yep. Yeah. Oh, you know he would be speech. front and center. The the other people wouldn't even get a chance to speak. I can I can't. see his smile. <laughs> I can't wait for him to end it with and see you at the movies. Yep, he will. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, he will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's uh, gone, there but, has to be an advert in the middle of the Oscars that's going to be a new see you at the movies. Yeah, there has it's to be. like. Well, here's the thing: he doesn't get invited to the Oscars normally because Ooh. of Scientology. Yeah, <laughs> ah, of course. So, so will he, he even be allowed to be there? No, he will because he's a nominee. Yeah. He just doesn't get invited um, normally if he's not a nominee. Um, but anyway, so. Him and Macquarie will go up and they'll advertise top, uh, uh, no, Scientology. Uh, they'll, they'll advertise. Wally they'll advertise. He's going to do it. Yeah. They'll advertise, oh, um, Mission Impossible and tell everyone to turn True Motion off their TV right now. Yeah. Um, yep. so yeah, production oh, design quickly, all quiet. Um, Avatar, Babylon, Elvis, the Fablemans, short film, short film. Yeah. Sound, all quiet, Avatar, The Batman, Elvis, Top Gun. All quiet could, could definitely take that one as well. Mm. Yeah. I like the sound in Top Gun. Yeah, Top Gun had good sound. Uh, visual effects, oh, all God. quiet. Avatar's going to win it. Yeah. Don't say yeah. all if, if it deserves anything. Avatar will win it. It's like the only thing it deserves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. It's the only thing. So amazing. What uh, All Quiet has a lot of is set extensions and um, mm. background CGI where mm. they obviously have extended like to the horizon a battlefield. It's quite impressive yeah. if you look at the before and afters of those. I do love a we good have... before and after on a background extension. They're really mm. nice. We also have the Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Top Gun Maverick. In Shout effects. out to uh, the Batman visual effects. Uh, Christina, you did a great job with the wingsuit and a bunch of other little design stuff. She's not here. Video. Where is she? Where is she? Where is she? Name is <laughs> <laughs> not going to be there. Uh, writing, All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion. Uh, living Top Gun Maverick. Fucking hell. Interesting oh one. So the fact that I got nominated for writing means it's a really good chance it might win Best Picture. That's so funny. Yeah, if your film's not nominated for writing, you're probably not winning Best Picture. That's so anyway, funny. Uh, writing. 
uh, original screenplay. We there have we the Banshees, Everything Everywhere, The Fableman's Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. God damn. And, and that's just it. the rest of the best picture list. Yeah, that's stacked. At, yeah. <laughs> so I think All Quiet has, Chris, you like this, All Quiet has won. It's got the second most votes. Everything's got 11 votes. Uh, 11 uh, nominations. So it's, that's wow. crazy. It's a film. Uh, I think the highest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oscar. Yeah, you haven't film. seen it. you got to watch it. It is a film that will leave you in ruins, but it's a film nonetheless. Go watch it. You should all watch it. Um, but yeah, no, I think there's, I think everything's got 11 and then All Quiet's got, yeah, everything's got 11. All Quiet's got something like 10. Damn. So, yeah. And look, Top Gun Maverick's just going to be the best film ever made. No, it already is. <laughs> but it's going to come through with the win out of nowhere. Yeah, we're calling it here. It's one. I think Top Gun, <laughs> could, I really think Top Gun has a good chance. Like, I know we're I think we're it has a good chance. A bit of fun. I just think it's, it would be, it'll be the most There would be a bit moment. of an uproar. There would be a bit of an uproar. I don't think there would be. I think everyone would be happy with Top Gun. I think everyone would be pretty happy. I just think I think the internet's going to explode for a day you because there's going to be heaps of memes. You don't reckon like more more film snobbier people would get upset that no, because even even them. snobby people think Top Gun's great. Yeah. Oh, there you go. True. I stand corrected, and I happily accept it. See Top Gun Mavericks, like yeah, it was the highest grossing <laughs> film of last year because Avatar technically it's gross. Moved into 2023. Yeah. Which also, it hit over two bill now. Hit the two billy. It just crossed Infinity War. Yep. Hit hit the two billy. I I heard people uh, were like, some people discussing it on a podcast recently where they were saying how Avatar 2 was always going to be a massive success because it's Avatar 2. The real test is going to be Avatar 3. Ah, uh, yes. I see. Avatar 3 will be the actual test of whether or not Anyone gives a shit. <laughs> so we'll, 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 we'll see. We love Avatar. Bless. We um, did like Avatar. Has anyone else been watching anything good this last week? Not good, but I watched something. What'd what you watch? Watch, <laughs> watch Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Um, that's fine. You mean the one? Bit of did we, wait, no. Did we, do, we didn't do a commentary track for that one, did we? No, nah, I still haven't. It doesn't exist. Oh, I thought we did. We did one for the first nah. one. Um, Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed is a masterpiece. It is, it is. obviously. It, it's it's something. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and if anyone Excellent. says otherwise, we has, attack them. Has anyone watched the new installment in the Scooby Doo franchise, which people mm, don't like? No, I haven't. I refused. Velma. I haven't heard anything about it, like at all. I just oh really? It's average. It's awful. Really? It's terrible. Apparently, it's like oh. yeah, real, real, real bad. All right, I'll give it a go. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's bad. All right, you report back. I'll report Scooby back on. Where are you? It's the lowest rated show on IMDb. <laughs> Damn, that's pretty. Yeah, one point four out of ten. Okay, oh. now I'm, I'm interested because it's like a, a garbage fire. Yeah. All right, Braden will be reporting back. On I'll report back Velma. next week on whether or not uh, Velma is as bad as the internet says it is. He's gonna rip the mask off in a Scooby Doo like fashion. Yeah. And oh my god, it's uh, who's the actress who plays Velma? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, oh, it was just money and greed all the time. Oh, it was Mindy Kaling <laughs> who's now come out as a as for sexual misconduct to a male in the workplace. She Whoa. forced a man to kiss her and said that she'd ruin his career if he told anyone. Oh, who was this? uh, Mindy Kaling. Yeah. Don't even know who that is. You know, from The Office. No? Yeah. Oh, okay. Surely you that's, know. Um, that's not nice. We don't no. like abusers um, that's no, in general. Don't. So, I've been watching Succession. Ooh, Succession. Which, Ooh. Speaking of IMDb ratings, this one's got an 8.8, .8, Alex. Ooh. And 94% yeah. of Rotten Tomatoes. Very good. And we all know to trust IMDb. Exactly. <laughs> No, what was um, the Rotten Tomatoes? The Rotten Tomatoes is 94%. So Ooh. I'm about halfway through the first season into Succession. And oh, so far, brilliant show. So it's a big media conglomerate family, all kind of biting for a piece of the pie. 
and you have the patriarchal character, uh, Brian Cox, who decides he's not retiring, he's going to stay on, and his kids don't like that because they're all looking to get their piece of the pie as he, as he, check, as he checks out, as, as you would understand. Yeah. Um, ensemble cast, uh, you got... Who have we got here? I thought Chris was connected from the call. Uh, You're telling us, Chris. Okay, okay. Are we letting Chris do names? We have Alan Ruck, which one of you will recognize as yeah, he's the Cameron guy Fry from Ferris from, Bueller. He's, he's Cameron Fry from Ferris he's Bueller. He's Cameron. Oh, cool. All right. We have Matthew McFadden, which you'll recognize as... Mr. Prejudice from Pride and Prejudice. Mr. Prejudice. Never seen it. Never seen <laughs> also it. known as Mr. Darcy. So he popped up. No. That, was, that was nice. Uh, Brian Cox, oh. obviously. A few other names. A lot of recognizable faces, but no names that I'll recognize that I know. There's a Colkin. Hang on. Hang on, Chris. It's, there's a Colkin in it. Yeah, Kieran Colkin. Um, yeah, we have, we have a Colkin. He's hilarious. Kind of the comic relief character. He's really good. Um, Jeremy Nick, Strong's in it. Nicholas Braun. Sarah Snook. Again, I don't know names, so it means nothing to me. But they're recognizable faces. So yeah. Great show. Look at very look at you go. Very well made. Um it's got that good blend of seriousness to comedy. Uh which is kind of that like just reality kind of family sense where that you obviously they'll be having arguments but there's there's jokes in there. And yeah. It is it has really won thirteen Emmys. Sorry? Won thirteen Emmys? Thirteen Emmys. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So it it has been classic, like very well received. Yeah. This show. Look, it, it um, is the reason why Better Call Saul hasn't won any Emmys, but that's fine. That's oh, because it stole yeah. a bunch from Better Call Saul. Yep. Oh, well, you know, it's just whatever. Too good, and that's why that's happened. Damn. Whoa! You saying it's better than Better Call Saul? It's not better than Better Call Saul, but it's it's a very good show. For the mainstream, oh, yeah. more enjoyable than Better Call Saul. Exactly. I could see a lot of people getting into this, which a lot of touch. A lot of normies. A lot of normies that don't want to get into the drug-filled world of Breaking Bad might be watching oh, Succession but... and enjoying that. Drug-filled world of Breaking Bad. Good for them. <laughs> yeah. uh, I watched uh, two new two things that I hadn't seen yet. Uh, I watched uh, The Menu, which we've been talking about a lot recently. Um, very good film. I absolutely loved it. I think I gave it five stars. Um, I thought it was excellent. Uh, I, from everything from the actual mystery of what was going on and them really not spoon-feeding you. <laughs> Get it? Get, it's a food pun. Um, them not spoon-feeding you information and you really just having to go along with it. Like, that entire first sequence, you have no clue what is going on. And I lo- really loved that. Um, Ray Fiennes obviously uh, knocks it out of the park in this one. He's both scary as hell and completely understandable. Um, Nicholas Holt plays dickhead so well. Oh my god, I was not ready. He's such a nice guy, and then he comes out and he's just an absolute douchebag. Um, mm. But you don't know until later in the film when he starts really showing his true colors. Um, the shots of the food are like something out of an anime. It's just beautiful. Um, and then, uh, Michael and I finally got around and, uh, watched completely randomly, uh, Crazy Rich Asians, which I, I watched yet. half of this the other night because it was on the movie channel. Yeah. I've watched a lot of half of movies, by the way, again. Oh, I would love to again. hear an update on your half movie binging. Um, oh my God. but yeah, Crazy, Crazy Rich, Rich Asians. Well, yeah. Turns out very good film. Really right. enjoyable. Yeah. Great rom-com, uh, great representation and actual accurate depictions of cultures that aren't normally depicted in films like this henry golding fucking excellent um should be Michaela and i were so 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 praying for them to finally get together at the end because we were going to be heartbroken otherwise um you get the full-on bodyguard-esque <laughs> vibes at the end um but yeah really really loved it uh michelle yo great um Gemma chan Imagine having an affair on Gemma Chan. What on earth? Uh, Michaela said, imagine having an affair with Gemma Chan. And I thought that was She may funny. be the best looking person in the world, but that's fine. She's just so, she's, and she's so nice. Like, ah, oh, stop it. Um, so yes, Michaela and I very much enjoyed uh, Crazy Rich Asians. 
uh, and Michaela and I on our bend of um, uh, only just getting onto things that uh, people have been enjoying for a long time and they're incredibly popular. Uh, I think this one's going to be a good one. I think people are going to really come around and like this one. Um, much like uh, the band Heim, I think, I think they're going places. Um, mm. And a bunch of other music artists that Michaela and I have been listening to before Laneway. Mm. But yeah, that, I, I, I think right. that's all I've uh, been watching recently. I, on my spiritual journey of flipping through the movie channel. Yes. Managed to watch half of everything everywhere all at once again. Okay, which half? Uh, the, the first half. Okay, uh, cool. Uh, half of The Martian. All right. Which half? Got, uh, the middle, the middle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so he missed the beginning and the end. I missed but, the end. Yep. But, Got all know, the juice in the middle. But, you know, of course I saw the scene that makes us all hate ourselves is when his crops get blown out. Yeah. That scene oh. is so hard to watch, man. You feel so bad for him. Yeah. He's finally set it all up. It's working. Yeah, and bang, it all goes out. I like it when he does the Iron Man with things and completely <laughs> never would happen. Yeah. <laughs> when they this movie goes, we're kind of doing some things right with logic and space, and then we're just going to do it all wrong at the end. Yeah. I think we literally had a class at uni where we like had to, like, we physically had to watch movies and, like, jot down, like, science and, like, whether it was like not uh, like you know plausible or not, mm. and that was the biggest discussion against the class when it came to like my group's turn to presentate. Like half of them were like, "No, utter bullshit," and then you had like the small percentage like, "Well, it could work." It is a great line like- though when it goes <laughs> when when he goes on the upside, I get to fly around like Iron Man. That is a funny line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can, I, can, I, can I very can I very quickly jump in? I completely forgot to mention it, a thing that uh, I watched this last week. Um, and then I looked at the photo of Chris that we have as part of our YouTube stream over here uh, of Chris in uh, the wonderful uh, little town of Hobbiton. Um, That's right. I, uh, Michaela and I went over to a friend's place. Uh, the two of them are massive fans of Lord of the Rings. And we made Michaela sit down and watch uh, Lord of the Rings for the first time. Uh, just Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, but we did make her watch the extended edition. <laughs> Beautiful. And I don't did think I was watching hand? it. I don't think I ever saw the extended edition. Oh. So uh, there was stuff in there where I was like, I That's don't fun. remember that. So there you go. Did it's very did good. Blow her mind. <laughs> she so she legitimately did not. Okay, this I'm going to tell my favorite story from the night. She legitimately did not know anything about Lord of the Rings. Um, she. Uh, she was watching it and she went, oh, they already have the ring. I thought this film was going to be about them finding the ring. And like the whole film was going to be about them like journeying to get the ring. So when the ring was just there from the beginning, she was like, oh, what's this movie going to be about? Um, She really didn't know. She had no idea. idea. And my favorite thing, this is obviously from when Michaela was younger. This isn't Michaela like two years ago. This is Michaela like 12 years ago. Um, Michaela thought Gollum was evil Yoda. Brilliant. Ah. The more you know, I guess. Because she hadn't seen Star Wars either. (gasps) She just thought Gollum was Yoda turned bad. There we go. (laughs) Gollum taught Darth Vader, obviously. Yeah. And I just, I lost it at that. It was so funny. But, um, but no, she, so she didn't know anything going in. She barely knew any of the actors in. And then Orlando Bloom showed up and she was like, what? Um, yeah, uh, she actually enjoyed it. And I am impressed because I wasn't sure if she was going to actually enjoy it. Because uh, when we got to the part where it said, please switch to disc two, uh, she, I, I saw a part of her soul break. Um, <laughs> Because she was Chris, like, I was oh, saying... we're only halfway. And how far into the fellowship is the first disc change? I think it's... Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's at the point. It's, I know exactly at the point. Yep. It's at the point where, you know, when they're going, we'll call them the fellowship of the ring. And then Pippin goes, ah, so where are we going? And then it cuts and it goes into <laughs> yep. disc two. It's perfect. Ah, uh, yes. And Michaela was like, oh, this straight up feels like the end of the film. I thought that was going it to does. be the end. Um... Chris, I was saying before how when you and I went and we watched the Warren Theatres in 4K mm. and it was the greatest time in the world. Yep. Uh, that we really sat there and we went, the only one that needs extended is the third one. Yeah. The, the, it was the yeah. one that suffered so horribly. 
Mm. Yeah. From not having it's the only one where you're like, whoa, half the movie just just skipped, guys. It's, it's just gone. gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Aragorn am... randomly rocks up with all the with all the um the, the dead the dead ghosts. Yeah. yeah. I am very excited to like we're gonna eventually watch the other two as well. Um we're not doing them in any rush because Michaela and I want to go to New Zealand and so obviously she agreed to watch Lord of the Rings before we do that. Um and the only one I really remember clearly is Fellowship. So I'm actually really interested to watch Two Towers and Return of the King again because I feel like I haven't watched them since I was a kid and I definitely haven't seen the extendeds of either of them. So I'm really interested to see how they come together. Also, those, those movies just hold up. Like that first movie, excellent. They look good. You should watch them in 4K. They They're looking better. I'm watching them on DVD um, because that's what oh. my friends have. So. <laughs> and they, they also don't have the biggest TV. Alex's look. Alex's like, face yeah. is just <laughs> He's done with you. Yeah, bless. I'll, Alex, I'll quickly. Alex didn't Jeff. know there were any DVDs left. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> what, do you, what is that? No, I'll quickly jump like in a, with the. Is that like uh, a shitty Blu ray? I jump in with the things yeah. that I've. What what watched. color did you have back then? Get in it, gray. Uh, we've uh, for some reason watched horrible bosses one and two. That's of, of course. Like that's, it was. Like we saw, we put we put number one on one. I night, feel like that's a like, quarterly what? thing for you. I feel like every like three months we suddenly get. Uh, yeah, we watched horrible bosses again. Someone watches it, but um, yeah, I think we put that one on because we're like we haven't watched that one in a while, and that's pretty funny. And then we we're just trying to look for something to put on. Sort of in the background ish. Paddington like, 2. Watch it. Paddington 2. Yeah, look, I'm still fighting for that, but I'm not getting anywhere. <laughs> You'll so. get there. Um, so then I was like, well, we watched number one, we might as well watch number two. So Paddington. now I'm going to, with that logic, I'm going to fight for watching in between us two. Oh my God. Okay. But then last night I let her completely choose a movie without my input. Like I walked out of the room and let her choose one. Mm-hmm. What happened? So we watched Hall Pass. Okay. Hall Pass. That's. Um... Um, Fucking Jason Sudeikis and um and, Owen Wilson. Uh, yeah, I don't Jenna even Fisher. know what this movie is. Hall Pass is like wedding crashes, but they get a pass to go sleep with y- young in, women from their wives. Oh, so it's just yeah. one of those. So it's just one of those sort of movies. Look, it was kind of like it. Your classic it doesn't hold up very dirty, well, but dirty it's just old like man comedy. Yeah. But it is kind of funny. I hadn't seen it, so I was having a little bit of a giggle. But I think if I watched it another time, I'd probably start cringing a bit. Shout out to uh, over on Letterboxd, had... uh, Gabe, uh, who has uh, watched this and rated it on Letterboxd. Rated and half rated a half a star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's just those classic, like, early, like, 2000s, like American early 10s. Pie type shit. Yeah. Okay. Like, am... straight up on Netflix, there is just a big. Black, black dick on the screen. Yeah, wow. I am remembering the comedy of this movie, and it's like toilet humor to the to the yeah. max. Yeah, I remember when he, like they... he finally brings the the girl home, and she's not feeling well. Yeah, yeah. And she does the sneeze. She sneezes. <laughs> she sneezes yeah. and like projectile. But like there is the there is literally like the like one scene that sort of starts being the catalyst for the thing is they go to like their, their rich friend's house, and obviously they got these security cameras, and they're just sitting there talking about like all the like the wives boobs and stuff like just that sort of humor yeah yeah it's unpleasant. but of course all the wives are watching on the camera yeah yep and can hear every word they're saying ha, 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 ha. but yes that is that is and i watched the first episode of the bear which i found really good so i'm excited to watch the rest nice i thought the bear was a movie no that's cocaine ah. oh no that's the, the other one the menu no bear the bear's good the movie one's not so good Brain. The menu, yeah. Have you seen the I menu? Don't the menu. I just I heard literally the menu. Talk, he literally talked I about talked it. Talked about before. this episode. Yeah. So I've heard better things about the bear, and I just got confused just then. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you want to borrow? I would love to borrow that actually. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. Or well, what about these ones? What about, what about these ones? Do you want that, to borrow these those ones? do oh, look quite. Are they, are they the same? Yeah, still book copies. Okay. <laughs> which one would you so, Brad, be? Brayden, I've also got I've also got a set if you want to borrow those. I was well. gonna say which Brayden, one would you Brayden, be more? About these oh ones? my god. Brayden, what about these ones? Hang which on, one would you I'm be more comfortable game. with me borrowing? 
I'm also holding up my digital copies on oh, Google Play, no. which are also on 4K, <laughs> and you can watch them anywhere at any time. You don't need to put a disc in. Brayden, oh I'm going to beat you one better on you watching on DVD. On Christmas Eve, I think I was trying to look for like my old Wiggles Christmas special yep. to see if I could put it on just to annoy everyone. Yep. And in the back of my grandma's TV cabinet, I found the Lord of the Rings trilogy on VHS. Whoa, nice. So Man, if you VHS. want to watch it in even worse quality... We can go with that. I VHS is such like one of those like tempting things to start collecting. Oh, Brad, Brad, do you want to borrow so these? Much? They're oh, sealed, no. Alex. How many do we have, Alex? <laughs> Why do you have uh, so many copies? And then it's like, oh, I need to watch it. I'll just tell it. Well, outside of Steelbook and 4K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just one okay. So it's it's more convenient to torrent it than to get the disc out the cover. Do you want it? It is for the extenders because you don't have to get off and change the disc. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, oh, so I God. originally had these ones. These are the Blu-rays of the standard editions. Yep, standard Blu-ray. Um, oh no, sorry. These are extended. Sorry, Blu-ray. Uh, extended these Blu-ray. Are all extended. Right. Yep. And really. so I had them first, and then I went, "Hey, kind of want just the theatricals as well." Yep. So I got the if theatricals and Blu-ray. So I got yep, theatricals sure. and Blu-ray as well. And then steelbook. And then I found these steelbooks of them, and I went. Wow, they're nice. <laughs> Blu-ray or 4K and theatrical seen... or extended. Um, these can't be played here. They're US. Brilliant. Um, Brilliant. They're, they're, purely they're just for aesthetic. looks. So they might as well be they're, empty. Yeah, they're purely aesthetic. Yeah, um, incredible. Do you have any, any other old mediums that you've you've put Lord of the Rings onto? They have CD. No. Yeah. No. I haven't put it on a CD. Got the audio book obviously... on vinyl. One hundred floppy disk collection. Every ten minutes, you have to swap it out. And then they realize, and then they release on 4K. Yeah. So this has got, this is basically. Everything you have there in one. In, in one. Because <laughs> so. it's both extended and standard. Theatrical. Yeah. Incredible. Nice. Yeah. And that's my, my God. Lord of the Rings. I like it. But I only own one copy of each of the Hobbits. <laughs> Correct. You had, what does that say? I've got one. Michael, you, gave me one. you had to bring it up. Actions you? speak louder than words. <laughs> That's the I first had, one. That one you can get away with. I had with. three copies of the first Hobbit film. Um, now, I'll tell you why. No, shut up. Don't look at me like that. I'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had just the standard Blu-ray. And then I had... Michael, why did I have three copies of the Hobbit? <laughs> I don't I know. <laughs> I don't think I was like... I wasn't there with you when you bought them. You literally just have... gave them... You gave me one one day. You're like, I don't need this. And gave it to me. I think I had standard. And then I had it in 3D. Oh. Yeah, I think. And then I and had then you another kept, one for some reason. Did you keep a steelbook? Or you didn't have a steelbook? I might have had a steelbook. No clue. I think I've Sorry. just got the normal version. I just got the normal version. Oh. Yeah, but anyway. And then because I accidentally, when I grabbed all the movies, I grabbed one extra. Here's Love Actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for that, Alex. That was a treat. It's a great way to round off the episode. Yeah, honestly. Goddamn. Thank you all so much for joining us for episode 189 of MMT Millennial Movie Talk, your movie and TV show podcast. Hey, you should share the show with a friend. We'd really appreciate it. If, if you're enjoying the show, maybe share it with someone else. Um, if you are listening to the show as a podcast, over on a podcast service like Spotify or Apple, you should review it. And like it over there. That is how much room it takes up on your shelf. Mm-hmm. You can see all of Alex's copies of Lord of the Rings uh, if you subscribe over on YouTube and watch the show there. Um, if you happen to Almost time it right, you might head. even uh, watch the show live. Um, it's bigger than my head, maybe. Uh, yep. it, yeah, it's wider than your head. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and all that stuff as well. Add Michael on Facebook. I'll give away Please one do. of the sealed copies of Lord of the Rings. I feel like that's a bad giveaway. Why? They're sealed. <laughs> that, that doesn't change anything. They're still physical media. You have to post it. Sorry, did you, were you the one before asking if you can borrow it? Yeah. Well, now I'm giving it away instead of letting you borrow it. <laughs> are they, were they theatricals or extendeds? These are theatricals. Okay. Well, I, I, I would have to borrow the extendeds. So you want these? So we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes. But you don't want these. <laughs> you can keep the steelbooks. There are lots of carry around. <laughs> what about that one? 
They don't have a 4K TV. That would be wasted on me. Yeah, because they're watching fucking DVD. All right. It's 2023. It's not 2004. They, hey, one of them. Don't let Alex meet them. Hey, do not. What is it, it, Brayden? Brayden, is it still in letterbox format? One of them's a teacher. So that's context on how much they earn. They must be a history teacher because they're stuck in the past. I'm going to send this to them so that way they uh, can see the call out. Colonial Um, burn. (laughs) And as always, I'm Alex. I'm Brayden. I'm Christian. And I'm Michael. Bye, 4K. Bye-bye.